0: Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher.
1: Start the clock. Good afternoon. At the Time will be real time.
2: They're So kind. Thank, look at this crowd. What a crowd. <laughs> That's right. You're here. I'm here. You're happy. I love it that they're always happy. I think I know why you're happy tonight. I say that every week. But 23 years, you'd think they'd catch on by now. Right? But I know why. Because the Republicans had a debate last night. And at their usual sausage party... <laughs> They were missing the biggest sausage. <laughs> That's right. Donald Trump... Oh, Donald Trump skipped the debate. It was like a Seinfeld episode without Kramer. It just didn't work. <laughs> Before the debate, they had a PA announcement. The guy said, the role of asshole tonight will be played by Chris Christie. And... No... Chris Christie loved this. They all did, I guess. But Christie actually said it out loud. He said, good, more time for me. (laughs) And more food in the green room. He's a large man. (laughs) But, uh, no, actually, Donald Trump is across town. He held an event to compete with the debate, a charity for wounded warriors. Because who better to celebrate our soldiers who have faced bombs and bullets than the guy who ran away in terror from Megyn Kelly. That's... (laughs) Uh, so, uh, no, that's, <laughs> that's why Trump boycotted the debate, you know, that, because Megyn Kelly was mean to him, and you know what, I think we can all sympathize here, that it is almost impossible for a Republican to get a fair hearing on Fox. <laughs> what is going, <laughs> what is, uh, What is going on with Trump and Megyn Kelly? Did she borrow one of his wigs and not return it? I I mean, this is a full-on feud now with with Trump and Fox. News. They were trying to embarrass him. They considered going with an empty podium, and then they remembered they have Jeb Bush, so that... (laughs) And you know what, Jeb Bush, exactly. It was boring, that debate. I wish Trump hadn't pulled out. And his father had. (laughs) Oh, I kid Donald Trump. (laughs) But it it doesn't matter what Trump does. His supporters love him to the end. He is in a magical place with the people who follow him. He could lock himself in a porta potty, knock it over trying to get out, Crawl out covered in piss and toilet paper, and they'd go, See, Romney never did that. That's awesome. No, he's taking over the party. He is. He probably already has. He's beaten the establishment, he's beating Fox News. Watch out, Jesus. You could be next. <laughs> well,. Speaking of right-wingers, it looks like that rebellion in Oregon, the militia guys who took over the federal building is over, the rebels, (laughs) were arrested at a traffic stop. Uh, You know, how serious can your movement be if it can fit in one car and you get caught on a beer run? This just... Okay, now, uh, we signed that deal with Iran this year. Great. Great. They're selling shit now to the world. They're buying shit. This is good. We're gonna talk to people who used to be enemies. When people sell each other shit, they usually don't go to war. But okay, there are limits. The Iranian president was in Italy this week. Uh, first time in 17 years. Again, good news. But listen to this. At a press conference at Rome's Capitoline Museum. They covered all the statues that showed bare breasts. You know what, when in Rome, you really should remember the phrase, when in Rome. Thank you. True. And not only that, at the museum in the Asian wing, (laughs) they covered up the whole Wang dynasty. I mean, this is out of hand. And then... (laughs) And then the next day, President Rouhani of Iran was in France and canceled a lunch because the Iranians insisted no wine be served. I don't know what is a bigger insult, telling the French you don't like their wine or the Italians that you're not into tits. That is a... (laughs) And uh, finally, oh, boy, talk about tone deaf. In In the year when we're all talking about how the Oscars are too white, they have cast Joseph Fiennes, a white actor to play Michael Jackson in a movie... How dare they change Michael Jackson's skin color? Who do they think they are, Michael Jackson? All right, we got a great show. Kristen Soltis Anderson is here for Tom Hartman, Trey (laughs) Rattel, thank you, sir. And a little later, we'll be speaking with filmmaker Adam McKay, but first up, my first guest is a doctor and researcher who recently treated Charlie Sheen with his alternative AIDS treatment. Here is a little bit of Charlie and Doctor Oz discussing the results of that treatment two weeks ago. Explain what, what you saw that was encouraging. That uh, off of the the the, the med cocktail um,
3: that I was uh, undetectable. Um, H I V
2: titers were yeah not detectable yeah um, and 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 it, and it stayed that way. Please welcome Dr. Sam Chichua. How you doing? Very good. Okay. All right. So, Cha-Choo, I said that right? Okay. All right. I'm going to call you Dr. Sam because that's a tough name. Uh, but I, I, you know, I watched that Dr. Epi- Dr. Oz episode a few times, and they just kind of leave it hanging there. If you brought Chart, now you were in Mexico with them, right? Yes. For how long? A uh, better part of a couple of months. Couple of months, he was down there. Okay. On and uh, off. Okay. So uh, if if he says, as he did it was undetectable, and it stayed, then why did he go back on the, uh, you know, traditional cocktail, and what was his condition when you met him?
4: He, quite frankly, he was dying when I met him. Um, Charlie had severe encephalitis. He couldn't stand in the daylight. He, his house was like the Bat Cave. all the shades drawn in, dark glasses. That's
2: because of the hookers.
4: <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> He had severe liver failure from the medication and the alcohol, probably. Um, But, uh, and he was incontinent. He was just in a horrible, depressed way. And uh, as soon as I saw him, I had to fix the liver failure. I had to uh, try and clear the encephalitis, which was killing him. And I managed to do that. In fact, within a few hours of the first treatment, Charlie was running, throwing ball. He was out in the daylight. He felt fantastic. He felt like a fog had lifted off him. And it wasn't just Charlie's words. All the tests from Cedar sinai came back showing that even though, you know- Right,
2: he... I- I've seen those, you know, I've seen footage of him. He showed a lot of stuff when you were in Mexico together.
4: When he was on the incredibly powerful medical cocktails, he
2: still showed virus. Right. As soon as he started my treatment, so, he became non diseased Okay, so, so what is in your magic potion, uh, and how did you discover it? Well, as a
4: researcher, the easiest way to find a cure for something or a treatment is to look for where the disease should be but isn't. And I found a place in Mexico... Should be but isn't. So I found a place in Mexico with all the IV drug users. Uh, oh, I see. Uh, right. Prostitutes. All the, the high-profile things that, that are necessary for AIDS. But I didn't find AIDS. But you found Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last Charlie Sheen show. Okay. So <laughs> what I found was that people there were drinking goat from uh, milk from goats which had arthritis. They, these goats have a virus called CAEV and this virus destroys HIV, and protects people who drink it for life.
2: Wow. So, okay, so why do only you know this?
4: (laughs) I don't, and the good thing about the internet now, you can look and see a lot of researchers did follow on my work, but they never carried it through. In fact, Cedars and UCLA came courting me. Um, They asked me to help them uh, bring this out to the world. They tested my work. They when described it? it in the, in the mid-90s. 90s. They tested my work. They oh, found okay. it exciting, profound, more than 99% effective. Then they published it as their own and buried it.
2: Right. I, I saw a, a, a KNBC news report on this. It's a, the quality is a little bad because it is 20 years ago, but look at it, and this explains it.
0: Imagine being near death from cancer or AIDS. Suddenly, a miracle appears, a vaccine that all but cures your disease. Then you learn the very thing that's saving you has somehow disappeared.
1: It's like somebody coming in and ripping ripping out part of your life.
0: Unthinkable, you especially if it was done intentionally. intentionally. A federal jury says Cedar sinai Medical Center did just that. They've awarded a $10 million judgment against the facility. The man at the center of it all is Australian Dr. Sam Chichoa. His treatment of cancer and AIDS is revolutionary. He uses infections like the flu.
2: Okay, I want to ask about this because there's a great show on HBO called Vice, uh, which I'm a part of, and they had a big episode on how they are now treating cancer by shooting viruses into it. Is this the same thing you're talking about here, to treat cancer by shooting a virus like AIDS or measles into it?
4: No. I no. make vaccines from organisms that have isolated. See, I, I, I made my life's work to study a phenomenon called spontaneous remission. Happens one in a million cases of cancer or AIDS or heart disease or MS, you name it. All of a sudden, the guy wakes up, and he's fine. The disease completely gone. It turns out that there are infections that selectively infect disease and leave healthy cells alone. I collected these for years. um, And I was able to make vaccines from them. See, imagine a measles or a mumps goes into your body. It doesn't like leukemia cells. It can't grow well in them. So it goes into the cell and uses its DNA correction mechanisms to turn the cancer cell back to a normal cell. This actually happens with certain strains of measles and mumps. I'd isolated these organisms and made Extracts out of them which can correct the genetic blueprint. So cancer isn't a war you fight with radiation and poison. It's a key you put in, you turn. You don't kill the patient, you cure them. Well, I
2: yeah. So, you know. uh, My one of my big issues with Western medicine, which also does amazingly great things, is that there is groupthink there that Usually the people who discover something great are individuals. Louis Pasteur, right? Jenner, aren't these people who were always thinking out of the box and not working for an institution?
4: You see all these institutes, they want you to believe that they have a cure, they'll have the answer, they're working so hard on it. Nothing great has ever happened in medicine from an institute. Like you said, Pasteur, the anthrax vaccine, Jenner, the smallpox vaccine, Jonas Salk, polio. One person, one cure eradicates smallpox. Right,
2: and, and I must say, what, when I was watching the Dr. Oz thing, um, his doctor, says at one point, uh, and and it's like an intervention. They're trying to get him back on the traditional AIDS cocktails. And he says, uh, Charlie knows he has been incredibly successful with the antiviral cocktail. It's basically put you, Charlie, in a position to live an entirely normal life. Normal life expectancy, normal quality of life. Let me show you what was also on the show, Charlie talking about his normal quality of life.
3: I mean, we'll we'll, we'll talk in depth at some point about... You know what these meds actually are. Yeah, it's awesome what they what what they do, but it's also terrible what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you can feel it. You feel it. You know, from migraines to poo-poo pants.
2: Okay, poo-poo pants. I don't think is a normal life. And I'm guessing that your treatment does not include poopoo pants it's as a result.
4: Horrible, it's a horrible way to live. All these side effects disappeared the minute he started my therapy. And the minute he started my therapy, his liver went to normal levels. It, even the charts they held up on the Oz Show, all the great tests they showed, they were during my
2: treatment, not theirs. Okay, so just tell me what your critics would say. I mean, people are gonna watch this and say, I know you've been called a quack a million times. Um, they're gonna t- attack me just for having you on. Um, And one of the criticisms you always hear about alternative is, well, it lasts for some time, but then it regresses. Does this last? I mean, Charlie did say it stayed in the beginning. Yeah, of course it
4: lasts. These vaccines, I mean, I love America, but, and it's the greatest country in the world. It's not the only country in the world, though. So you're a Republican. (laughs) Ha. When when the doors began to close because of UCLA and Cedars, when I couldn't apply to your FDA because they denied my work, I had my vaccines registered in other countries, and these countries have experienced amazing results. In Comoros, for example. Where? Um, Comoros, small island nation, 750,000 people, great beaches. You go there and you'll find, <laughs> you'll find that as of 2006, they sent me a letter because they used my vaccines, eradicated a disease called a chikungunya, which is kind of like the Zika. Oh, yeah. Um, And what they also eradicated HIV. As of 2006, they sent me a letter thanking them for getting rid of HIV. This isn't a vaccine made in my garage.
2: No, I I mean, look, I saw some of the footage of you and Charlie in Mexico, and he talked about this on Dr. Oz. You took Charlie's blood when he was HIV positive and injected it into yourself. And Dr. Oz says, that is very inappropriate. What I thought was, that's confident. So you don't have... You injected Charlie Seen's tiger blood into you and you are neither HIV positive nor a tiger now? No, I I saw a very sad
4: person in a very sad place and I really wanted to give him a boost that there was real hope out there, there was a way of curing him. And I did that, it was spontaneous, but you know, Oz is right. It would be crazy for him to do that because Oz doesn't
2: have a real AIDS treatment. I do. Right. It would be crazy. It would be crazy for Oz. He's not vaccinated. I am. And uh, I don't want to get into this too deeply, but I know there have been uh, attempts on your life. Is that true? Yes. Car bomb? Yes. Okay, so, so this has hurt your health a bit. Um, what is your wish for when you're gone?
4: Jesus, that's a bit morbid. Um, it'd have to have something to do with JLo, But um, <laughs> But... But this, this really is my wish. To be here telling what... How's your audience? Four million? Three million? Four million? Oh, intelligent people? Over four. Don't fucking... <laughs> The sure, 10 million Doc, people who are watching the show okay, right that's now right, yes. are going to know the truth, the reality. There is a cure out there. There's a therapy that is so much better than conventional without side effects. It was tested and published by your biggest institutes. Why isn't it available? Yeah. I've used it in countries. I've cured countries. And The only thing is, now it's out there. That was my wish, Bill. And thank God for giving it to me. Thank you, Sam. I appreciate you coming on.
2: Dr. Sam Chachua. All right, let's meet our fans. Okay. There they are. He is America's number one progressive radio host and New York Times bestselling author of The Crash of 2016, The Plot to Destroy America and What We Can Do to Stop It, Tom Hartman. Great to have you back, Tom. Thank Thank you. She is a columnist for the Washington Examiner and Republican Pollster and one of our favorite guests, Kristen Soltis Anderson, back here with us. How you doing? And a new one the newcomer for our show. He's the former U.S. representative from Florida who is currently writing a book about the inner workings of Congress to be released next year. Trey Riddell. Trey, great to have you here. Thank you. All right, remember to send us your questions for tonight's overtime so we can answer them after the show on YouTube. I also want to say two weeks ago, I was celebrating my birthday here on the show, and I asked the people out there if they would sign our petition to get Obama to come on our show. You guys really came through. Uh, I appreciate it i thank you so much we went over the hundred thousand mark which is when they have to respond in like 38 hours so i that's that saved me so much time standing in front of whole foods with that. Petition. <laughs> so okay now i'm sure people are expecting us to talk about the debate i'm not going to it was last night i think trump was a genius for skipping it because it's gotten to that place that tv series get where we've seen it all before and it's boring. My only takeaway was you Republicans are so dumb. Megan Kelly should be your candidate. She's so much better than the stiffs on the stage. So let me ask another question. Iowa, Iowa should really take one for the team and stop being the first primary because they are not representative of the country. The people are not even really voting and they never would pick a winner. And they're too religious. Well, certainly. Do you agree sort of, with
5: that? There's some sort of a joke to be made about going to the most vanilla white area of the country and having the Republican Party, of all parties, go and have their first primary there. I certainly would like to see it. I might be partial. But in my home state of Florida, where we represent a huge, huge diversity of Republicans, on, on the southeast coast, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, you have fiscal, conservative, socially liberal in the further north you go in Florida, the further south you get. You do have the social conservatives. The redneck
2: Riviera. Well, there you go. And, and, and in our area, uh, yes. fiscal
5: conservatives, social conservatives, a lot with a libertarian streak like me. I think that it would be better representative of the Republican Or California. Party. California would or California. Be a great yeah, state. For all four yeah. Republicans that are here. Yeah.
2: Yeah. California you- would be the great state
5: because
3: right. there's so much diversity in California. It's, it's so essentially four different states. Yes.
2: Okay, so let me re- read what Marco Rubio said. He said, "We are clearly called in the Bible to adhere to our civil authorities, but that conflicts with our requirements to adhere to God's rules. So when those two come into conflict, God's rules always win." No, that's what ISIS believes. God's rules don't win in America. Am I right? Oh, that was.
0: This was what happened with the whole Kim Davis. Drama in yes. Kentucky where if you're Davis, working for the sure. government. And I think, particularly, if you are in a position where you are working for the government. Then you absolutely need to put your responsibility to uphold the law first. I think what you see right now and why you've got—you know—if you watched the debate last night, you saw there were lots of folks kind of talking about their religion. Is because, as you noted, Iowa is a very evangelical state. But I would note that the last two times Iowa has chosen a Republican candidate, they have not gone on to either become the Republican nominee nor the president. So their incentives matter. Iowa used to have a straw poll, the Ames straw poll, where everybody would come and they'd have all this barbecue and put on all this food and they try and Michelle Bachmann. Won, and they said, we're not doing this anymore. And so I think, and so I think if if Iowa right. picks somebody for a third time around on the Republican side who does not ultimately wind up becoming the nominee, I can see folks at the, the GOP establishment, if they still exist after the Trump <laughs> tornado comes through, saying maybe we need to re-figure out our whole primary process.
3: Yeah. On, on the other hand, you got Bernie Sanders who is doing very well in Iowa. Right now.
2: Who, as the New York Times today came out and said, "I'm. I don't practice a religion." I, I've been you know? waiting my whole life for a, a politician to say that. Yeah. And Thomas yes. Jefferson was the last one, I think. Right. He said, "I'm not into organized religion." And it it just shows whether Bernie wins or not, he really has changed this country. And uh, not changed it, the country had been changed. And he's showing that, yeah, there's a large part of America that kind of wants to be a Western European democracy. Socialist, not a bad word. Saying you're not into religion, not a deal breaker. They're out there. And it doesn't even need to be Western European. It, in the 1950s, this,
3: Eisenhower never talked like this, and he was right. a good Republican, and he loved that 91% tax rate, and, you know, he built the country, I mean, he, he well...
0: But people are still, you know, Gallup does this poll where they ask people, if somebody was well-qualified to be president, but they were fill-in-the-blank, would you be comfortable voting for them? And. Jewish, evangelical, Christian, Catholic, female, those all wind up polling pretty well. It's Muslim, atheist and socialist that always wind up at the bottom of the list. Now the trend yeah, lines but, have been moving. People are more comfortable than they used to be. But yes. those are still the most sort of politically challenging labels. But it's
2: down to, to 51% wouldn't vote for an atheist and 10 years ago it was 61%. Yeah, so, yeah, it's moving it, fast. Right. And still Ted Cruz said, "I'm a Christian first, American second, conservative third and Republican fourth." I would number that differently. I think (laughs) you're a creep first, a (laughs) practice liar second. and, And you know, Bernie Sanders could just not say, I'm a Jew first. That just wouldn't fly. And imagine saying, I'm a Muslim first. Keith Ellison out of uh, Minnesota. Right. Could you even imagine if he did that, the Republican reaction to that? However, uh, I mentioned this in the monologue, the covering up of the statues in Rome. Can we show what the statues actually look like? This is the horribleness of what's going on in Rome. Oh, my God. Naked titties and (laughs) tiny penises. This is what they did. Look look at... This is what they did. Okay. Uh, I think people are mixing up two things, tolerance and capitulation. Thank you. This is, it's one thing to be tolerant of another culture, but this is our culture. You know, Christianity did have a problem with titties, like in 1300, but we got (laughs) over it. So we shouldn't change our culture to a to a more backward culture, should we?
0: Well, and, and in the the French in this situation, actually, you mentioned in the monologue how there was a dispute over wine at the lunch. They canceled the lunch. They said, if you're in France, we're going to have wine at this lunch, or we're not going to have lunch. But, but with regard don't...
3: to breasts, ask John Ashcroft about that. Uh, this is not a, great... yeah. a Muslim problem. Yeah, this yeah it is, is. A yeah.
2: fundamentalist. You know problem. what? Except... John Ashcroft is a fundamentalist. Except when it happened in this country, the liberals laughed at him and they opposed him. I wish they would have the same enthusiasm for intolerance elsewhere in the world as they do for Christians here at home who really aren't a problem because they don't really get their way. Except it's the, laughable. But except that he covered that for 4 years. But but nobody nobody thought it was realistic. Nobody I think a lot of Republicans were like, oh, yeah. Well, what do you th- what do you? has th- <laughs> <Titty's> gone. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about the fact we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but we didn't really get into it in too much depth? In Cologne, Germany, where there are now many immigrants from Syria, uh, they had a big problem on New Year's Eve because a lot of the women were being raped and groped, and the reaction of the Cologne mayor, who I think now was made to resign over this, said, "Well, maybe women should just stay three feet away." Or cover themselves completely. Uh, this is ridiculous. It is. I, I lived in Rome, Italy uh, for a year,
5: many years ago when I was a student. I've seen the statue of David, all of his glory, including his package. Not that impressive, by the way. <laughs> it, what, what about if we go, uh, the next time we show up in entourage to Iran, uh, are they going to be, I want them decked out in muscle T-shirts with with those 80 shorts with the American flag all over them. Are they going to do that for us? No.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think liberals have to stop insisting that the world is a way they want it to be instead of the way it is. There's a a folk singer and an idiot named James (laughs) Twyman. He is going to give a concert in ISIS-held Syria. There it is. Oregon musician claims he'll stop ISIS with with peace songs at Syrian (laughs) concert. He calls himself a peace troubadour. He's going over there with a Christian, a Jew, and a Muslim to sing, cut to him in a fire pit. Yeah. yeah. Dying Yeah. alligators, gnawing at his nuts. And I relate this for two reasons. One, to say, James, don't go. <laughs> and two, to say, you know... <laughs> Again, you cannot just insist that the reality that you think about in your head is the reality that exists in the world. After the uh, San Bernardino attacks, we were off the next week, but I heard all of a TV, this, everybody was saying, you know, if only Americans knew more about Islam, they wouldn't be so afraid. Actually, it's the reverse. Yeah. I'm sorry to say it, but the more you know, the more you would be afraid.
3: Well, and this is, this is where, I mean, he's, he's trying to do this... I'm going to do a show, and it's going to change everything. But there are groups on the ground, like uh, Muslims for Progressive Values, that are that have chapters all over the world that are cha- that, that are working for LGBT right. rights, oh, yeah. who are working for uh, women's equality. I mean, this is this and hard work, and we have to, we have to stand done. with
2: them. Absolutely, we have to be on their side. Absolutely. Absolutely, not on the people who say Islamophobe who just help the enablers. We would certainly like to see mainstream media cover this more often, though, too, because
5: all we see is on the left. It's you know your crazy hippie uncle all about peace and love and that's what we but on the right all we see is we're going to go over there and we're going to bomb the shit out of them right we're going to separate them from society we want nothing to do with them there's got to be a happy medium
2: well that's your party well, <laughs> th- well it is th-
0: this is going to cause a real political challenge over in Europe so in, in the U.S. we are better at assimilation than Europe is Europe does not have the same kind of tradition we're not perfect at it here but they're, they're not as good in Europe and so when folks come there and they bring their culture when they come from places where real war on women stuff is happening it, it, there's, there's right. less of the influence of the overall society that's there saying no you're going to be more like us and you're seeing that tension break out. And so you've got these far, far right leaders who now have the ability in these course. European elections, where it's not well, just two parties, where they Sweden, parliamentary th- system... Th-
2: one of the th- most th- liberal places in the world, announced this week they're sending 80,000 refugees back. They have a little buyer's remorse. <laughs> <laughs> they are, well, they are, one way to put it? Go ahead. They're also doing something in
3: Sweden, and I believe in Norway as well, that is actually, I think, quite useful, and that is when new, new people come in, number one, they're taught the language, number two, they're caught, taught the culture. And, and, you know, I think back to all the years that I've been debating right-wingers who've been like, you know, uh, immigrants have to learn English first. And, you know, it actually makes a certain amount of sense. You want yes. to be able to function in a society. You want to be able to buy bread at the store. You want, you know, there, I, it seems like this, the first step any, in any country, including in the United States, and, and we're starting to do this now in our public schools, but we need to do it more extensively, is, to bring, is when people come in from another culture to say, You know, your culture is fine, but here's our culture.
2: Well, it isn't fine. And I just hope that the civics guidebook in Sweden is more persuasive than the Koran, but I doubt it is. And if you've ever read the Koran, it has one central message. The Koran is the greatest book in the world. This book you're reading right now is fucking awesome. Same (laughs) as the Bible. Better than The Art of the Deal by Trump? (laughs) (laughs) let me just take. (laughs) No way. Let me just take one more crack at saving James Twyman's life. Here's his quote. (laughs) when when people come this poor guy this poor guy is going to be dead if he doesn't listen to me he said when people come together and focus on something in a positive way there's scientific evidence that it can change things for the better okay this moron thinks he's going to sing puff the magic dragon (laughs) In front of ISIS and live to tell the story. The knife to a story. Please, James, get out of there now. All right, so uh, speaking of religion, I just. I wanted to mention that uh, how many have seen Bernie Sanders' ad that he put on with Simon and Garfunkel singing mm-hmm. America? It's pretty powerful stuff. I couldn't help thinking maybe he did that because Simon and Garfunkel are pretty famously Jewish. And, you know, he's, he's got a problem, perhaps, in a state like Iowa, and he's in it to win it with the fact that, as we were saying, not very diverse, not many Jewish people there. Uh, so, uh, Bernie, we got a hold of the ad that he made just for the people of Iowa. <laughs> Skinner, to try to help with this problem. Uh, run that if you would.
6: Let
1: us be lovers, will I be Hello, Iowa. I am Bernie Sanders. Everywhere I go across this great state, I'm asked the same questions over and over. Can a Jew really be president? Have you come to take my baby? And are you Rumpelstiltskin? To these people, I say, you might be surprised at the number of Jews you're already comfortable with. Rachel Ray is a Jew, and so are Jake Gyllenhaal, Kate Hudson, Jack Black, and Ralph Lauren. Joaquin Phoenix and Lenny Kravitz are Jews, as is Gwyneth Paltrow and sexy but accessible Paul Rudd. The Harry Potter Kid is a Jew. Both Iron Man and the Piano Man are Jews. And Shia LaBeouf, a mess, but still a Jew. Did you enjoy Mila Kunis and Natalie Portman having sex in the movie Black Swan? Let's call that what it is, hot Jew on Jew action. Chelsea Handler, Elizabeth Banks, Jean Simmons, Jennifer Connelly, Scarlett Johansson, Jew, 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 and I haven't even mentioned O.J. No, not that O.J. O.J. Obvious Jews. So please consider voting for me. I'm Bernie Sanders, and you could do worse.
2: He's <laughs> uh, the writer, director. The Anchorman movies and Talladega Nights and everything else in comedy. This new Oscar-nominated film is The Big Short. Adam McKay is over here. Adam. Thank you for having me back. You are always welcome here. Oh, and you are not you.
6: Jewish, right, Adam? I am not Jewish. Look well, at my that. My wife
2: f- is Jewish and my daughters are Jewish. See, so, yeah. Yeah. all right, all right. So, Adam, yes. uh, sit, first of all. Thank you. Second of all, congratulations. Your movie, The Big Short, up for five Oscars, including Best Director, Best Picture. Thank you. you, yes. I mean, you're known for lots of, like, just super funny stuff, and now it seems like you're having your Annie Hall moment. <laughs> you are moving into that place where you're doing movies that are seriously good, and you, you're close to not being funny at all. No, oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, no. no this is, terrible. It, it's, a, it's a great entertainment, this movie. And, oh, thank uh, you. Thank yes, you. no, it is. And you make something that is very hard to understand, very accessible. That is your gift. Thank you. Thank you. All right, moving on. Um, That was the praise part of the book. There are so many hateable people in the movie. uh, Because it is about Wall Street. Yes. But you know who I hated the most? The ratings agencies. Yeah. Because, you know, when the ump is corrupt, that's almost worse.
6: Don't you think? Yeah, I think the ratings agencies were, like, really flagrantly out of bounds. I thought it was, like, crazy that they were just taking money from these banks, AAA stamp... All fine, and it really, like the Europeans, especially, yeah. really believed our ratings agencies. I mean, they, Th- they really—they would be the
2: first people I would put into jail. Would be the ratings agency people. The CDO companies were pretty bad too. Like the, everybody's the, yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, there's a lot of them. It's lucky you had a very charismatic cast <laughs> to play all these assholes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it also struck me watching it that it was kind of amazing that that only these one or two guys saw this coming because when you look at it in retrospect it's kind of like what dr sam was saying about you know why didn't anybody else see this? Really? Nobody else, except a couple of smart guys, could see that this was a sham, that we were building this on a house of cards? It's,
6: it's crazy. I mean, you look at the housing numbers, they are flat for like 90 years. Like they are like this. And right. then all of a
1: sudden they go wham!
6: <laughs> yeah. And like we were all like, hey, this is a great tune. Like I love that movie. Like. Vines have come out. Like, it was incredible. (laughs) And, yeah, no one else saw it. And, like, you know, a Christian Bale's character in the movie is really amazing. He's a guy who's on the spectrum, loved heavy metal, and sat in his office all day long just reading numbers. And he saw it, Four or five years before anyone else. And uh, it really raises the question about American culture and our 24 hour sort of information cycle. Right. How broken is it? You know, what are we really being told uh, about climate change, about banking, about income inequality? And that's why I love the movie. It wasn't just about banking, but it's about what are we being told? What do we need to know? Uh, don't get me wrong, I love hearing about, you know, how Kuali Leonard for the Spurs has been playing great defense. Uh, God bless him. But, uh, but there needs to be a shift, uh, that needs to happen in our culture, and that's
2: why I love the movie. Yeah. Um, the the character you are referencing there, Christian Bale, the real one in life, is now only focused on investing in water. What does that tell us? <laughs> what does that tell Flint, Michigan? We should be terrified.
6: Uh, right. yeah, when water comes into question, I mean, you think about, like, like 1890. If but, you said, like, water, they'd be like, what are you talking about? Right. That's like sweat.
2: Like, yeah, that's like... Falls from the, the sky. sky. Yeah, yeah we yeah. collect it. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Flint, Michigan is not the only place with water problems. I mean, rusty pipes, because America, because of the Republicans... <laughs> <laughs> Won't spend on improving infrastructure. I'm sure those are not the only lead laden pipes in, in this country. Ohio's having well, problems. Ohio's now on board. I saw right. that. Yeah. yeah.
6: I mean the Flint, Michigan thing is really like typical. And if you look at Kansas, what's going on with like Brownback uh just cutting taxes Governor, and losing yeah. their highway system. Right. Their, you know, educational system is dipping. You look at Walker in Wisconsin cutting all these taxes. They have this beautiful state, you know, uh, university system that is just dipping. I mean, this is the Republican sort of recipe, is that the hell with everything. We want one billionaire on top of a mountain who's, like, playing with army men in his room, and everything's great, you know. Um,
2: And, well... Far be it for me to bash the Republicans. I, out of. Excuse me, I'm going to. And believe me, r- recuse re- me on my bank reform is a right-left issue. It really That's is. That's true. But Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, we kind of have our own Flint, Michigan, going on right here because there is methane gas. I'm sure our audience knows about this. That is leaking into the sky and has been for a month and will be for another couple of months. Tons of it every day. There's a leak <laughs> from this methane well, and here's what the California environmental health hazard assessment says word for word overall the available air sample data does not indicate that an acute health hazard exists that's not good enough for me an (laughs) acute health hazard and i really wonder if they would even tell us because if they told us it was bad for us what are they going to do how are they going to evacuate a city of 15 million
6: well, I also think, like, they can't really assess macro health threats. Like, do you find it disturbing that that may destroy mankind? Or is it just, like, the next week we I,
2: won't I, cough? Like, I, I find it disturbing like, it may destroy my gallbladder first. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I love mankind, yeah. but me some more. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, you brought up Republicans. I'm going to now question a Republican, and I appreciate you being here, as I do any Republican. But you're from Florida. You mentioned Florida. And Florida uh, just basically not lets black people vote. Uh, in Florida... And I said that... And, and you're out of Congress. I mean, I'm not, I'm not uh, trying to insult you, but you got caught with some of the booger sugar. <laughs> I mean... That's one way to put it? I right. Think, yeah, you, yeah. And uh, look, I'm a, certainly a, a libertarian sure. on drugs. You know, I think whatever you like... You
5: yeah. Love, you uh, off that so, shit now? Uh, so, you know, yes, I, uh... I uh, made a really terrible, terrible, terrible decision. All right. Terrible all right, point, right, life. Right, I okay, did it. All right. You okay, move on. All right. You
2: don't have to do that for me. But, uh, <laughs> well, I, well look. you know, I, uh, <laughs> our audience is okay with the Book of Sugar. All right. Or, but, or a really but anyway, but fun decision. But, but you, a really fun. But I think fun what people decision. objected to. <laughs> 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 <or> <laughs> a fun
5: decision. Or you had a great night. First rule of Fight Club. Yeah, don't I mean, buy cocaine from a right, federal right, right. agent. Okay, right.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> and. and, and Who's kidding who? Drugs are popular for a reason. They're Fun. Okay. Uh, but uh, you did... Oh, you, boy. <laughs> here we go. You did vote for drug-testing... Did I? ...food tell, stamp... Tell, tell, tell me what I voted ...food about. stamp recipient. Did I? Oh, boy. Well, I, that's
5: what I read in every newspaper. That's movie. what the headline said. So, okay. a real quick explanation on that. Okay. I would right. have never, ever, ever taken a vote, a standalone vote, to drug-test food stamp recipients. What I okay. voted on oh, was okay. a massive okay. a farm right. bill, Again. and within it was a provision that was put in but, by both Democrats but, and Republicans. L- I would have never voted on All right. I was vocal against but, the war on drugs, but Florida
2: sure don't like black people. I mean, <laughs> come on. Okay, wait. Felons there yep. can vote. In Florida, 31% of otherwise eligible black men are permanently disenfranchised jesse jackson calls it taxation without representation i think that's accurate he, that's a third almost he's, he's, of- he's absolutely right and 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 by the way uh, with regard to black people voting in florida
3: talk to katherine harris i mean we had an election stolen right katherine harris and jeb bush knocked ninety thousand african americans off the jeb polls.
2: bush who was a pot dealer in college. His daughter did cocaine. I don't know if he does cocaine, but he certainly served Florida to his brother on a silver platter. Uh, from look, the way he's be debating, I think he's on lewds,
3: but... <laughs> yeah. Now, that's Ben Carson. But, but I, I'm in favor of the Vermont solution, The you know, the Bernie Sanders Vermont solution. In Vermont, you can vote from your jail cell. Right. Because <laughs> you are still vote. a citizen of wow. the United States.
2: Right.
0: I think another... The thing that's important to point out is that you have a lot of things that are considered felonies that maybe shouldn't be. In California, last election, you had folks from both sides of the aisle, Newt Gingrich and Jay-Z, agreeing on a bill. Uh, agreeing on a proposition that passed with 60% of the vote, I think, to change a lot of nonviolent felonies into misdemeanors. It wound up letting a lot of people out of jail, and it means that for the rest of your life you don't have to check that box that says that you're a yeah. felon. You don't have that label attached to you for committing a crime where you didn't hurt anyone else. I mean... But,
2: but shouldn't that change in Florida? Yes. Look, this is all part of the, the, the,
5: decades ago, the bipartisan war on drugs, where we're locking up nonviolent offenders and disproportionately affecting minority communities throughout the country. There has to be criminal justice reform. And that's where the libertarian And, look, and, and, and you said
0: that Republicans are all evil on this, but you watched that debate and you said it was boring. The one thing that was new in that episode was Rand yep. Paul had a really great moment where when yes. he was asked about what happened in Ferguson sure. and he came out. I mean, he's one of those candidates that the Trump tornado has sort of ...pushed aside, he had an opportunity to shine last night with this answer that I think...
2: I love that we're actually referring to it as an episode. <laughs> yeah. I was going along with what you said. Yeah. Diana, it's a, it's don't a, tell, the tell the me episode. how it ends. I taped it.
3: <laughs> there is one giant,
2: there
6: is one giant <laughs> caveat in this yes. whole... Republic- Can I say one thing about the voter so. restriction thing? Like, to me, this is one of the craziest issues in America. Like, the idea that we don't let people vote... The idea that, like, you have to show ID even though you were born in our country. Like, my grandfathers fought in World War II, like, to not let this happen. And that one party, the Republicans, well, would be beyond, behind this is, like, amazing. But, yeah. the,
2: but the Roberts court has ruled that racism is an urban myth. That's true. It <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. That's true. Right. Problem yeah. But it's crazy to me, like, that we're well, even talking about this is, like, insane. All right, know? let's talk about something else then. Uh, <laughs> here, well, but, we have, yes, sir? If I
3: could, just with regard to criminal justice reform, before yeah, beware of Republicans talking about criminal justice reform, because it's now coming out that there's a couple of very large, very wealthy billionaire industrialists who are pushing a criminal justice reform pro- proposition that includes drug reform but it also includes making it much, much harder to prosecute white-collar criminals.
2: Okay, so here's my idea of a feel-good story this week. Uh, If you've been following what's been going on recently with Planned Parenthood, there were some sting videos made uh, some months back. Uh, Right-wingers who don't like abortion went into Planned Parenthood and were basically saying, and we've heard it repeated by all Republican politicians to this day, all over TV, that they were selling body parts because they're Igor and Dr. Frankenstein. They're selling body parts. So in 12 states, this was investigated. Not only were it, was this bullshit that that's what was happening, but listen to this, in Texas, the judge is going to put the other people in jail, not Planned Parenthood, the people who made the videos because they were fraudulent, they were fake. And they were butchered. This is like in dodgeball. Remember where you throw the ball and the guy catches it <laughs> and then throws it and hits you in the nuts? <laughs> so how about a hand for Texas getting one? <laughs> of all places.
6: Uh, Texas. I just love that you just said, how about a hand for Texas? Well, right. Really? <laughs> I think that should well, be
2: frozen. That's well, a meme. Yeah, but, this, <laughs> I mean, but maybe things are changing in America. Well, this was yeah, a conservative maybe. judge, pro-life judge, and he did the right thing. Well, he does this, deserve a hand. In this case, hand. the
0: indictment wasn't for making videos. The indictment was actually for purchasing human body parts. So you have some folks on, on the right in the pro-life movement who are saying... How do you purchase body parts if no one's selling them? And so the thought is that, look, this is an indictment. It's not a conviction. Let's let this play no, out. It
3: was for trying to purchase them. If you walk up to a federal agent and offer to commit a crime, that's a crime. And these guys were offering to commit crimes. I mean, this... Right. They,
2: so they were well, trying what, to you're a pollster. What, what is your theory why Donald Trump is liked by a majority of, of Republican women? Because you'd think he blew it with women. The Megyn Kelly thing and all the statements he's made and, you know, three wives. I come to this
0: question with a lot of humility because last time I was on this show, I was a Trump denier. And you had it right and he was only at 4% in the polls. No, no, and he's- the <laughs> moment that I, was my wake-up call, that this was real and this was this is happening, is when he fought Fox and won the first time. He has an appeal that is just different. He plays by a completely different set of rules than most politicians, than any politician does. It's
2: it's a reaction. And so there are
0: lots of people that say, I don't care that he's offensive, I don't care that he says these things about women, I don't care that he says these things about minorities, he's a winner and he's strong. Mm. And until somebody attacks that part of his persona, other people have been saying, oh, he's not conservative or he's kind of a jerk. Nobody cares about that. Trump supporters don't care about that. They care about the fact that he's a winner. And a lot of these women, particularly older Republican women who really like him, they think he's a winner. He's gonna finally make America start winning again. And
2: confidence. Don't women like confidence above all? I'll be honest with you, mm-hmm. I'm a man. No, what, 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 we're all that. groaning at that, like I just made that up, oh I, no. No,
0: I'm thinking, but Donald Trump does not, well. Donald, Donald I'm Trump a doesn't man. have confidence? I'm a man. No, I, I... I'll be
2: honest, I find him very
6: sexy. <laughs> he's, he's out there, he doesn't care. Right. There's like a, a sort That's... of beefy right. ox heart to him. I mean, the hair <laughs> is insane. He's just like, he doesn't say anything. I'm drawn to him, I'm totally heterosexual. You... I would, well. I would spend a night with them.
5: I really
2: uh, would. That's, I really that would.
5: is quite an endorsement. Adam. Uh. <laughs> Aren't we seeing, though, from whether it's Bernie or Donald Trump? I think that today's society, we're going from it's not what you say, it's how they feel. Exactly. And people right. are pissed. People are angry. Right. And I think that we're getting a lot of right. it from the rise of Bernie on the left and Donald Trump on the right. I'm, again, also, not, I'm just, not
2: talking policy. I just here. want to say that for years, people have asking the question, why do women like assholes? Why are they attracted <laughs> to the asshole? Because the asshole has confidence. That's so I, why. Trump is. They'd important. rather have an asshole with confidence than a shy guy who doesn't tell them they're beautiful, I think. <laughs> well, can I, we also say Trump,
6: the oldest game in the book is that when there's economic trouble and people don't understand the economic dynamics behind it, guys like this rise. So I mean,
2: that's really what's going on is people are pissed. Thank you, panel. Time for New Rules, everybody. Oh, and you have to go. Great to see you. Great movie. Good luck at the Oscars. Always a pleasure. Thank you guys. Bye. All right, New Rules, everybody. New Rule. Ted Cruz has to stop doing the Pledge of Allegiance with his hand in his jacket. (laughs) (laughs) It's an oath, not a breast exam. (laughs) It's like he loves America so much he's going to second base. <laughs> New Rule, now that the city of Whitesboro, New York is finally getting rid of its culturally insensitive logo <laughs> of a white settler choking a Native American, Oh, my gosh. is there anything you would like to say aisle seven at the grocery store? <laughs> oh, Oh) ho, oh, oh, ho, oh. New Rule, Woodford Reserve has to stop bragging that their bourbon has 200 distinct flavors. People don't drink bourbon to taste subtle hints of marzipan, pear, and nutmeg. They drink it to forget that their life peaked in high school. (laughs) New Rule, Cauliflower must admit it is really broccoli just trying to get an Oscar nomination. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, <laughs> <laughs> New rule now that McDonald's all day breakfast menu has boosted their sales by almost 6%, they must start calling it what it really is the all day stoners menu.
0: <laughs>
2: you can always tell the stoners at the drive through when they're told to drive around. They spend the next few hours driving around. they just so... <laughs> and finally, new rule, we can all stop asking the question, why isn't our government functioning? Why? Because truth is dead, and the Internet killed it.
4: <laughs>
2: now, remember back in the early 90s when we read about this new thing called the Internet that could put the totality of world knowledge right at our fingertips? And then someone discovered it could deliver free porn (laughs) and we quickly had something else at our fingertips (laughs) but but bare breasts on the net are not the problem at least some of those are real (laughs) the problem is that somewhere along the line the information superhighway became bullshit Boulevard and truth was roadkill. Now, of course, the world has always had a lot of gullible people who will buy anything. Have you been to Salt Lake City? (laughs) But at least Americans used to get their news from actual news organizations. Now they get it from chain emails and chat rooms and Facebook posts written by lunatics and sadists. Before the Internet, you only had to put up with your right-wing uncle on Thanksgiving. (laughs) Now he's forwarding you proof 24-7 that Hillary led the Benghazi attacks and Obama was Bill Cosby's pharmacist. (laughs) (laughs) The street corner nut with the sandwich board used to be laughed at. Now he's linked to. And that's what's so great about Facebook. You're not telling lies. You're just sharing them. (coughs) And anyway, lies are the new truth. Yes, more than ever, people today are living an entirely fact-free lifestyle, which is great news for the Republican candidates, because when they are confronted on their lies now, they just say, Oh, I see what you're doing by fact-checking me. I just don't care because my fans don't care. A couple of years ago, we did a piece here where I introduced the term zombie lies which are Republican talking points that cannot be killed despite being disproven time and time again. Things like voter fraud being rampant or tax cuts paying for themselves or Lindsey Graham just hasn't met the right girl. (laughs) (laughs) But in a very short time, Republicans have gone beyond even the zombie lie to just making shit up ted cruz says the federal government is going after school districts trying to force them to let boys shower with little girls carly fiorina is one of a new breed of politicians who claim to see things that aren't there she said she watched a planned parenthood video of quote a fully formed fetus on the table its heart beating, its leg kicking, while well, someone says we have to keep it alive to harvest its brain. But that video doesn't exist unless you subscribe to Netflix. <laughs> And of course, Donald Trump said he saw thousands of American Muslims cheering after the 9-11 attacks. It never happened. But Trump doesn't deny it. He owns it. He doubles down. He's like Pinocchio, except when he tells a lie, his balls grow bigger. (laughs) So, (laughs) folks, This is new. Really, listen to... Hear me now and believe me later. (laughs) This is new, that liars have stopped caring if they get caught. Bill Clinton had to get all weaselly when he got caught, but in today's world, he'd just say, nope, I've never even heard of a blowjob. (laughs) That woman sucking my penis right now? I was bitten by a snake. She's getting the venom out. I I gotta admit, this tactic... Never even occurred to me. I kind of wish it had. It might have. <laughs> it might have been useful. Like in 1989, I did a movie called Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. <laughs> hey, oh. what's up, Doc? What's the... Hey, what? Oh my God! You're marinating me. It's on film. I can't deny it. But if I was a Republican, you could show it on a loop, and I would just say, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I played Maverick in Top Gun. <laughs> Hashtag all lies matter. All right, that's our show. I'll be at the Schnitzer in Portland, February 13th, the Paramount in Seattle, March 27th, and the Comerica in Phoenix, April 10th. I want to thank Trey Riddell, Kristen Soltis-Anderson, Tom Hartman, Anna McKay, and Dr. Sam Tachua. Join us now for Overtime on YouTube. Thank you, folks.
0: Catch all new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10, or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand.